We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. Awesome. Hello, church. How are you all going? You're good? Awesome. Um, yesterday was awesome. It was such a great day. Uh, it was so cool to see what God did in the, in the girls' lives. And I love seeing um, a few of them here today as well. Give me a, ha- a wave if you were ever loved. Yes, I see those hands. Um, and yeah, God did incredible things. And I love, I love that it was like 80, 90% never come to church, never step foot in church, yet here responding to Jesus. And that's what it's all about, right? It's all about seeing people come to know Jesus. And so such an honor to be there. And I love that it's continuing today. Um, Even though you're not all teenage girls, I know that God loves you too, and you can be beloved. And so excited for what God's going to do today. And can I just say, you are blessed to be in this house. You've got an incredible church with amazing pastors. I just want to honor you. Can we honor your pastors right now? Yeah. Like, and Pastor Darren and Pastor Kerry, like, I remember seeing them around. They, um, Pastor Darren would play the keys. (laughs) Um, And uh, he was an incredible associate pastor at our church. And, um, even in Pastor Ben as well, um, he, I remember always seeing him as, he was always the cool kid to me. Uh, I was always, always like, I was too scared to talk to him, but it's, it's cool and such an honor to be here. And I just want to thank and honor them um, for entrusting me to be here. I, I never take it lightly to preach the word. And so you're, you're very blessed with great pastors. And I'm loving being in Edithburg. I've never actually been here before. So my first time visiting, and, and it's a beautiful place. Uh, you're very blessed. And even this house as well, like so many, we've, we've got a, a fair few amount of people in our church now that have come out of this house. And so I know that this church is a great family, but also raising strong disciples and releasing them and, and seeing them walk in the call of God. So I'm very honored to be here today. Um, and I never, I never come and, and preach at places or preach in church because I think I know better. I'm not here because I think I have more experience or know more than you, but I'm so honored to preach the Word of God. And I believe the Word of God can speak to all of us, no matter where we're at, no matter what stage or journey we're on. But I believe God wants to speak to you today. And I'm so honored to preach the Word, but I believe that God has something specific for you. That today is not like any other Sunday, but God wants to minister to you. God wants to encourage you. God wants to speak to you personally today. And that's what I've been praying and believing for. And so a little bit about me before I properly get into it. My name is Isabel, um, as they said. And yeah, I have the honor of being one of the youth pastors at Nova Church. I also am a pastoral care worker in a high school, which is... uh, crazy uh, to say the least. Uh, We've got some pretty crazy teenagers there but I love it. I love hanging out with teenagers. I love seeing them um, thrive and walk in the call of God and and yeah God's just doing great stuff and so I am very excited to be here. I've got three older brothers so as you can imagine also crazy Um, and so I was grew up being picked on, grew up having the all the sports and everything but I love it. I love them and my brother, fun fact, my brother decided to marry an Isabel, and so now we've got two Isabel Coleman's in the family. So that's, that's difficult, um, but she's, she's awesome. And yes, yeah, so that's a little bit about me, but I'm excited to get into the Word of God today. And today's Word, today's message, it came out of the, a psalm, actually, Psalm 42, verse 9 to 11, and I want to read it out today. 
to you. It says this, I will say to God, you are my mountain of strength. How could you forget me? Why must I suffer this vile oppression of my enemies, these heartless tormentors who are out to kill me? Their wounding words pierce my heart over and over while they say, where is this God of yours? So this man, this man who's writing this psalm, he is, he's being tormented. He's, he's in this oppression, he's struggling, he's suffering because people are saying, where's this God of yours? Where is this God of yours? But then I love what he goes on to say. He says, so I say to my soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be disturbed for I know my God will break through for me. Then I'll have plenty of reasons to praise him all over again. Yes, he is my saving grace. I love this scripture because the psalmist, he's, he's hearing the opposite. He's seeing the opposite. He's most likely feeling the opposite, yet he tells his soul, do not be discouraged, do not be disturbed, do not be disheartened, but believe because I know my God will break through for me. I know my God will break through for me and I believe that breakthrough is coming for you. Breakthrough is available for you in your life today. And so the title of my message today is Breakthrough is Coming. Can you turn to someone next to you and say, breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is coming. That's right. Why don't we pray for a second and then we'll get into it. God, we just thank you so much that you're here right now. God, we thank you that you see every person, you love every person, and you have a word for every person today. God, we pray that you anoint every word that comes. God, we pray that you anoint this message. Holy Spirit, speak to your children, speak to your people, challenge us, encourage us, do what only you can do through this message. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. I just said amen. That's not right. Amen. Amen. I know my God will break through for me. Yesterday, it was the grand final, and who here watched the grand final? Yes, we got some footy fans in the place. Do we have any Collingwood fans? No, no, I'm sorry. I may, not be, I may have to put down the mic. Okay, no Collingwood fans. Do we have any Crows fans? Yay, hey, you got Crows. What about Port fans? Wait, I see one girl. What's your name again? Hey, Jada, me and Jada, we're, we're best buddies now. Port, I, all the way. Um, my auntie, when I was about six years old, she came up to me and she's like, Isabel, if you choose to follow Port, I'll give you this Port Power shirt and, and you, can, but you have to follow them forever. And then I was like, I was six. I didn't know any better. I was like, sure. And so I took the free Port Power shirt. I still have it today. Still fits, actually. It was a really big shirt. Um, and I'm now a Port fan. So I love it. Um, and I love going to the footy. It's always so much fun. I love going with my brother. He's one of the members. And so we sit in the cheer squad. So it's, it's hectic. It's crazy. It's loud. It's all, all what you want at a, at a footy game. Uh, but something I love at a footy game to watch and to see, I find it so interesting to see, it's when the big banner is up. They hold the big banner at the footy games and the team run through this banner. And I always find it so interesting because if it was me, uh, me running down there, I'm, I would just get, 
a little awkward when it got to the banner part. So I'm like, how do you rip the banner and then run through? But you're also like, you're running at full speed. You can't just stop and like get some scissors out. Like, how does it rip? How does it work? My logical brain is like, oh, that's a bit too hard for me. It doesn't really make sense, but they always do it so great, so seamlessly, and they run through and the crowd roars and it's such a great moment. And I was thinking about this moment of these people running through, breaking through this banner and the team running through. And it reminded me of two different situations, two different things. There's one of Jesus. I love that Jesus, and and Pastor Ben talked all about it in communion, that, that Jesus, he paved the way for us. He paved the way by dying on the cross, by holding all of our sin and sacrificing his life for us so that we too can get into relationship with the Father, of the Father, God, the Father. We get to enter into relationship because of what Jesus did. It's like Jesus is the, the captain of the footy team and he ran through, he broke through, he teared the banner so that we could run through into relationship with God, into receiving the Holy Spirit, the power of God, and so that we too can walk and do incredible things on this earth. Jesus broke through so that we could run, run through. So there's that incredible, incredible um, scenario that it reminds me of, but it also reminds me of something else. And this is us actually running through as well. And I believe every single person here, there are so many stories that, that would, I, I would love to hear, so many stories that would encourage so many. I even heard one, um, uh, Lauren, I'm not sure if she's here today, but Lauren, yes, there you are. Um, a first-generation Christian, and now her kids get to be growing up in the house of God. First generation Christian, meaning she ran through, she broke that banner. She got to see breakthrough in her life. But not only does it impact her, now her kids will benefit from that. Her kids won't have to fight battles that she, that she fought because of her praying, because of her obedience, because of her accepting Jesus. Now a generation and then more generations are impacted. When we get to experience breakthrough, not only does it bless us, not only does it change our worlds, it changes generations to come. I look around this room and I see people that I'm sure have fought so many battles, but have seen breakthrough and miracles and now other people are walking in your fruit. Other people are walking in your fruit. I'm sure this church, this house is walking in so much fruit because of the prayers you prayed, because of the finances you've given, because of steps of obedience you've taken. And that's the power of breakthrough. It's so much more than just us, but it affects the people after us, the people around us, the generations to come, the unborn children. That's what happens when breakthrough happens. So I want to talk about breakthrough today, not just because I want and believe that God wants us to experience breakthrough, but for the generations to come. So can you say off to me, breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is coming. When I was reading this scripture that I felt God keep leading me to in Psalms 42, two things stood out to me. Uh, And I want to share these two things today with you. Uh, Two things that I believe that we can step out in to see breakthrough happen. And so the first one, I'm going to read that verse again. 
it comes out of this where it says, so I say to my soul, don't be discouraged, don't be disturbed, for I know my God will break through for me. See, this psalmist, he wasn't living in the breakthrough yet, yet he put his hope, his trust in God. Not in what he saw, but in God. While he, while he could have been discouraged, while he could have been disturbed, he chose to have faith in God and believe in God. And so for my first point for today, how can we get into breakthrough? How can we run through that banner so others can run behind us? How can we experience breakthrough? Point number one, believe again. Believe again. Now, this is such a simple point, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I believe in God, I know. But I want to read this scripture for us all. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Did you know that we're called to be people who walk by faith, not by sight? Even when our situation says different, even when people around us say different, even when our feelings and emotions say different, we are called to walk by faith, not by sight. And for me, that, that reminds me, there's like a beautiful invitation where God's saying, hey, like he sees above and he's like, hey, I see more. I see the whole picture. Don't walk by what you see. Don't walk by what you see in the natural. I want you to walk and step in with a perception of faith. Put on the glasses of faith and see that way. When you see your coworkers that may be hard to work with or maybe challenging your times, I don't want you to walk by sight. I don't want you to walk by feelings. I want you to put on those glasses of faith. How can I love them today? How can I be used by God to impact them today? When we walk around the shopping center or the, I don't know, actually, the, the supermarket or wherever, <laughs> what do we have here? Um, I saw, I actually haven't seen a supermarket yet. I'm sure you have supermarkets. You have food. I don't think it's all local produce um, from a Caitlin's farm or Keeley's farm. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's a supermarket. Um, but when we walk around places like that where we're surrounded by people, it's easy to just walk in, in what we see, what's normal, what's natural, but let's put on glasses of faith and walk by faith and not by sight. It's time to believe again. It's time to believe in God and put our faith in God. Uh, I mentioned before that I'm a pastoral care worker, and so I work in a high school, and now this high school, it's in uh, quite a... Uh, I always struggle saying this word, so bear with me. Low socioeconomic area. Uh, and so it's, we've, got some, we've got a lot of cho- uh, teenagers with broken, come from broken families. Uh, there's fights almost every week. There's uh, so much mental illness. There. It's, it's quite, a, um, quite a, a struggling school with a lot of struggling students. And every student I talk to doesn't want to be there and but then also doesn't want to be at home. And, and it's a really hard school to walk into. And I only got this job a few months ago. And I remember when I got this job, I really felt just like this, this passion within me and, and God just challenging me. It's like, Isabel, believe for miracles in this school. Believe for revival. Believe that God can move in this school. Believe again. And so every, every drive on my way to work, I am praying over this school 
every, every time I'm going, I'm prophesying that this will not be what it is now, but they're actually going to be, there's going to be people that are saved, people that are come in, planted in church, people are going to be transformed, lives turned around, that God's going to use this school, that there's going to be people on fire for God, and it's going to just spread all throughout the school. And he just challenged me, he's like, believe again, Isabel, don't look by what you see in the natural, don't look by what you see now, but look with eyes of faith and believe for the impossible. So every day I'm believing and praying. And I I said, I've been there just for this term and the term's just finished. And so far, I think, no, I did the numbers yesterday, but I'm just, I'm just thinking it may have even changed since last Friday, but we've had 10 people come through into youth all have made a decision for Jesus. I've seen, I've had so many breakthrough conversations with young people and um, in legal ways, been inviting them and being able to talk about Jesus when they ask about it. We've started a group and they've given me, sorry, yeah, this is a crazy testimony. I was, I was believing and praying for something to do in lunchtime, some sort of group, some sort of space where we could come together and encourage them in their faith. But of course, it's a public school. And so I was praying about this and then I was walking around the school and I had some ideas and then I, I ran into the vice principal who oversees all well-being and he's like, Isabel, I've been meaning to catch you and ask, what are you wanting to do for lunchtime school, uh, lunchtime programs? And I was praying about it at that moment. Wow, and so I shared in my ideas, oh, I'd love to do um, this type of lunch where it's a social thing with pizza and someone shares a bit about their faith, not me, but one of the students, um, and then invites them to our youth. So awesome, love it. And then, oh, and then also, while I'm here, let's, let's go one step further. Oh, I'd also love to do um, some sort of group for anyone that's, that's got faith or curious about it where they come together and they talk about it together and they, they can pray about it and they can talk about why they believe. And he's like, yeah, awesome, love it, do it. And then not only there, he's like, oh, also we've got um, $1,200 left in the budget. I'll let you, you can use that and you can fund that, bring, buy food, buy whatever you need. This is crazy in a public school for God to open these doors. And it, but I love that not only it's God doing this, but God, I think back to the first time where I got the job and he says, Isabel, don't look at what it is now. Believe again. Believe again. Another testimony a few years ago in 2019, as I said before, I've got three brothers, but two of them, they walked away from God, completely walked away um, got into the wrong crowds, the wrong, the wrong places, the wrong environments and many, many nights they just weren't coming home and they were out all night partying and doing different things. And it was a really hard, a really hard time. We've all grown up in church, we've been blessed to be in a great Christian family, but two walked away. But I remember in that time of them doing their own thing, my parents always spoke with faith. They said, hey, yep, yeah, they might be doing that, but we believe that God's going to bring them home, that God's going to bring them back. And they would pray together. My mom, she, I remember she got oil and she anointed the, the rooms that they were in and she would walk around their rooms and she would pray over them. And we would talk about it and we would pray together. We'd have conversations with them and, and we'd be talking about it. And one of them, in one moment, he was um, in, a, in a real low point doing some, some not great things. But in one moment, he encountered the power of God, the love of God, completely turned his life around and now follows Jesus. The other brother, he, uh, he's a very logical, analytical person. Um, and he, 
he went on this journey of discovering God for himself. He believed of, about God through, through his parents, but he had to discover God for himself. And so he went through on a journey and discovering and conversations and reading the word, and he fell in love with Jesus through his own relationship with him. Complete turnarounds, both love God, love the house of God, and serve God now in their jobs and their families. God's so good. God's so good. And I love that I get to look back and see my parents that he kept believing. They didn't look at the now. They didn't look in eyes of the natural, but they put on the glasses of faith. I want to encourage you. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what situations you're facing, but let's be people who believe again. Let's believe again because we serve a God who what's once was a big, the Red Sea, he parted it, he made a way. This is the God who spoke over dead people and they came to life. This is the God who can do miracles, who nothing is too big for him. And I don't know what you're facing, but whatever it is, God is more powerful. God is greater and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And you can speak that and believe that over yourself, that God can bring breakthrough. And I believe breakthrough is coming in your life. Quickly, before I move on to the next point, I also just want to read this verse, Romans 10, verse 17. Faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. Maybe you're feeling challenged, maybe you're feeling encouraged to believe again, but how do we do that? So hearing the good news about Christ. It's not, there's some great, great resources and great things out there, but ultimately, it's through Jesus. It's through hearing his good news, hearing the gospel, hearing about Jesus. How do we do that? reading the word. How do we do that? We come to places like this where we're hearing the good news. I want to encourage you. I don't know where you're at in your faith, but let's be people who hear the good news of Christ, who fuel that faith within us. And let's be people who believe again. So firstly, we believe again, but how else can we walk in that breakthrough? Number two, prophesy again. This one gets me excited. I love this one. Prophesy again. I want to go back to that verse in Psalms 42. It says, so I say to my soul. Can you say, say, say to my soul. And then he also says, I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again. So I will say to my soul and then I will praise him again. I will say to my soul and I will praise him again. I love that this psalmist, not only did he believe in his heart, but he chose to prophesy with his lips. He chose to declare with his mouth and with his words that breakthrough is coming. I don't know where you're at, but I believe that breakthrough is coming. And sometimes we believe it in here or we know it in here, but I think it's time to let it leave our lips and to declare, to declare over the dry bones, just like Ezekiel did. He declared the word of God over the dry bones and they rose up and became a mighty army. And I believe it's time, whether you're 11 years old or you're 111, it's time to declare and to prophesy again that breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is coming. Proverbs 18.21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its, eat its fruit. The tongue has power to bring breakthrough or keep us stuck in battle. 
We don't have control over our situation. We don't have control over what happens to us, but we do have control over our tongue. And I believe there's so much power in the tongue, negative and positive. There is power of life and death. What are we speaking over our situation? What are we speaking about our situation? How are we speaking to our family about the the problems that we're going through? How are we speaking to our friends about the problems we're facing? How are we speaking to God about the problems we're facing? Because here, here is a weapon that we've got that God has given us. No other, no other species, no other creature is able to declare and to speak things. We have this weapon that God has given us. Will we use it for good or will we use it for bad? But I believe that this is a house, this is a group of people that are going to use that weapon to break chains, to break chains, to break strongholds, to see things shift in the supernatural. I believe that as you prophesy, dry bones are going to come to life. As you prophesy, situations are going to change. Maybe it's financial. I believe that as you prophesy, that finances, is, there's going to be provision, there's going to be blessing. And just like that picture of the banner, you're going to run through, you're going to experience blessing, but then you're also going to be able to be a blessing to others. Other people are going to benefit from that fruit. Maybe it's sickness. Maybe there's been a diagnosis. I want to encourage you. God is the God who heals God is the God who, who loves you. I want to challenge you to prophesy over your health. Prophesy over your children's health. Prophesy over your partner's health and believe for breakthrough. Maybe it's relationships or friendships. Let's be people who prophesy restoration. Let's be people who prophesy that God will restore what was broken, that God will rebuild, and that we can do it together and see relationships restored, see friendships come. Maybe you're in a season of waiting, waiting for a promotion, waiting for, waiting for something, waiting for someone. I want to encourage you to prophesy. Prophesy over your heart. Prophesy over your faith. Prophesy over the outcome and see what God does. It's time to believe again, but it's also time to prophesy again. Even Abraham, with, um, God gave him a promise. God gave him this, this covenant that you will be the father of many nations. And what did God do? He didn't just say it. He could have just said it, but he's like, now I want to change your name from Abram to Abraham. The definition of that word literally meant the father of many nations. So every time that Abraham may have doubted, he was able to prophesy, no, God has called me Abraham. I am, will be the father of many nations. He was able to prophesy and see that come into fruition and see the breakthrough come. I'd love if the band could join me now. As I wrap up, and I'd love to sing I Speak Jesus as well. Thanks, guys. I, sh- I mentioned before that I'm, I'm one of the youth pastors at Nova, and this is such a blessing and, and such an honor in my life. And I just want to rewind about three years. Three years ago, I was, I was a youth pastor of our church, and... And God was doing great stuff. 
Um, but it was also, it was COVID. I know I, I don't like saying that word. Everyone starts shaking. Uh, but it was COVID. It was that time. And we're going online. We also had um, a lot of people leave our church in that time. We had a lot of go- things go on in that moment, in that year. We had, I had team come up to me and say, hey, I just really don't like how you do this, this, this. And had young people that I was investing hours and hours and hundreds of dollars in and in Macca's catch-ups and gifts and cards and in discipling and investing in them and so many just leave without saying anything. Had team just leave and, and speak badly about the church, about, about our leadership and about me personally. We had youth nights and we were struggling to get one or two or three or five young people come into the room. It was a harder time where God was, God was doing a lot in me. But I remember God challenged me. He said, Isabel, I want you to come in every Monday into church. It's the day when no one else is in. And I want you to be in there for hours and just pray and prophesy and believe that God's not done that God wants to do more, that God wants to restore and bring back and build this, and build this youth, build this house. So I remember coming into a room just like this room with no one else, it was empty, there was no worship team, there was no beautiful piano playing. But I'll come in and I would, I don't know why, I'm a bit of a traumatic person, I would stand on the chairs and I would walk and I would I would. St- march around the room and I would prophesy over the dry bones. I would prophesy over the young people that we had in this house, that they're going to be raised up as leaders. They're going to be raised up as strong disciples, that we're going to see a strong army come out of this house, that this community is going to be changed and impacted, that we're going to be a light in the darkness. And we would prophesy, I would prophesy over the the church and that, that we would see people come in and see people saved. And I would believe and I would prophesy even though the natural was so different, even though what I saw in the moment was so different, I felt God say, no, Isabel, believe again, prophesy again. And so I would prophesy like Ezekiel, dry bones, come to life. I pray and ask God, we need you. We need you in this house. We need a move of God in this house. And I pray and I prophesy and I would believe. I'm so thankful to God. God moved. God moved. I remember he, he gave me a picture of two young girls in our youth ministry. And he said, these are going to be two key leaders in your youth. Call it out of them. These were girls who were barely coming. And when they came, they would cross their arms and sit in the back. And so I went up to them like, hey. And I told one of them, and I'm actually going to tell the other one soon. But I told one of them, I'm like, hey, I think you're going to be a key leader in this, in this youth. I think you're going to lead and influence so many people. I'd love you to serve. I'd love you to start leading now. And I remember prophesying this over her, and now she's one of the great people who serve. She shared her testimony at school. She's leading a a school group and seeing people come to Jesus through there. She's bringing friends to youth now. And now our youth, we're so blessed to see new people come in every week. We had 120 people come through last week. We're seeing young people set on fire for God. We had a camp and we saw young people who have, who have never 
talked or heard about the Holy Spirit. And yet with it, no one talking about it, we'll pray and they'll start speaking in tongues, people falling down and just encountering the Holy Spirit. God is doing so much. And I'm just so grateful to God that he told me back then, he said, Isabel, believe again, prophesy again. Prophesy again and believe that God is not done, that God is not finished, that God has more. And I'm so grateful for all that God has done. Why don't we stand together today? I'm sure some of you are going through some hard situations right now. Some of you are believing for some things. And I just felt that God, God called me here today to tell you it's time to believe again. It's time to prophesy again. He's not done. He's there with you in it through it all. It's time to prophesy and believe in him again. So I think we're going to sing this chorus, if that's okay. Your name is hope, but why don't we raise our hands to God right now? Maybe you've been encouraged or challenged to believe again. Let's put our focus on God, the one who is greater than our situation, the one who is greater than any problem, the one who is greater than any doubt. And let's believe in him again. And for every person with a hand raised, I would love to pray for you. I'd love to pray for you that God's going to do something. He's going to stir something and that he's going to lead you into this. Because it's not just about now. It's about tomorrow and the day after and the day after. Choosing to continue to believe, continue to prophesy. So God, I pray of every person in this room right now. God, I thank you that there, this is going to be an army that rises up. God, I thank you for the, the long years of faithfulness in this house. God, I thank you for the people that have fought battles and that have seen, seen victory. But God, I thank you that there's more, that you're the God of more victory. You're the God of more breakthrough. And so Holy Spirit, I pray that belief and faith will rise up in this room, that faith will rise up in people hearts, that they'll be able to put on those glasses of faith every day, no matter what the situation is, no matter what's happening in the natural, Lord God, that they will believe again, that they will prophesy again, and God, that you will bring victory, that you will bring breakthrough. God, I thank you that you've got more. So we look to you, we look to you, the one who is greater than it all, and we thank you for the breakthrough that is coming in Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing this out. Name is power.